Okay, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. So my friend Jack, over at Kick-Ass Podcast, uh, really kicked up the heat on his show, and um, it's doing amazing work. Um, great job, Jack. I love it. And, um, and thanks for the uh, post. I'll tell you something. Hamas is such a wiggly subject, and the whole situation is kind of like a bickering match between siblings. The only way to sort out this kind of thing is send them to their rooms, separate corners, until temper's cool, and some sort of rational thinking prevails. And rational thinking among siblings is almost an impossibility in and of itself, but the theory is if you just send them to their separate corners, long enough for them to stop trying to kill each other, then maybe they'll get hungry enough to come back and at least behave civilly so that something can get done. You know, I think that the UN, the United Nations, and its 196 member states need to work very, very hard. The thing of it is, when people have nothing to lose they will resort to unspeakable things as a cry for help. And and lunatics have always thrived under these conditions. So what's to be done? You know, I had a conversation with somebody recently um, about this particular issue. and, And he said to me, well, you know, if people don't have any way to imagine... Nirvana. They've never seen it. They don't know what to imagine. And their life has only ever been poverty, death, destruction, segregation, discrimination, violence, war. That's all they know. That's all they know. It's really time for the Muslim world to take stock in the situation and really perhaps do some soul searching. The faith, like all faiths, is based in beautiful traditions, respect, understanding, kindness, law basically. And somehow a very small minority has taken the people hostage. And, you know, when I see things like violence and rioting and burning buildings and people in the streets, I mean, in Lebanon, the Danish mission was set on fire. uh, People were attacking churches. There's this huge political crisis going on. I haven't seen these cartoons, but I can only imagine that they are offensive. And it's, it's a fine line that people walk, the line between free speech and the personal attack. And I think that people need to be and have a good conscience about things. The more I think about the situation in 
the Muslim world and Western perceptions of it. I think the thing that I personally find so offensive about the whole situation is the Sharia law and the outrageous aggression, suppression of personal freedoms against women. And I think that is the thing that has caused the problems and continues to cause problems between the Muslim community and other communities. Law is a very tricky subject because even our own laws here in the United States and around the world are based on ancient books, writings, the Bible, the Ten Commandments. Everybody has their own concept of the infinite divine creator. And when people try to make their infinite divine creator elevated above another, it, it becomes this very heated, difficult, difficult situation. So when you mesh politics and you mesh law, the governance of a country with religion, because law and religion are so related because all of our laws are based on ancient texts, religious texts, it becomes difficult. It becomes this really funky place. And that's where the United Nations came in. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights, written and adopted in the late 1940s, out of necessity. The Commission on Human Rights was originally composed of 18 member states, and during its first session, one of its most important issues, and to this day, the most important thing that the UN has ever done, in my opinion, is write the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. December 10, 1948, it was adopted by the United Nations. It has been hailed by the United Nations as the Magna Carta for all of humanity. The Magna Carta is the law that is even above the king. It is the law of the land. And, and the concept is that this law is above and beyond outside of any religious law, any other laws of any specific faiths, specific countries, or anything else. Any country that has adopted the Declaration of Human Rights has adopted basic principles of law. And if you read these laws, they are the most basic of laws for humanity. The kindergarten rules of life 
four nations. And when a country enters into the United Nations, they are declaring their willingness to enter into an agreement, an understanding, conceptually, with humanity. I think the fundamental problem is that we write a lot of things. People write a lot of stuff. People talk about everything. They talk and talk and talk. I talk. I talk, blah, 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 blah. But when you come down to the most basic, fundamental, you have to, like, dig everything out. It's like cleaning out your closet. You can't clean out your closet unless you take everything out and then put back only the things that you need. Okay? And I think that when people who wrote the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, it took them quite some time. It took two years. They had discussions, they had goals, they, they talked about fundamental rights and freedoms of people and, and all kinds of things. They wrote it in legal language and then they wrote it in plain basic language. You can go to the UN website and actually print out a PDF file that you could you could hand to people, and and the fact is that this document should be printed out and handed out and discussed in every single elementary school, middle school, high school, and university in every country in the world. That's the only way that these basic human rights. And these are human rights. We're not talking about Catholic rights. We're not talking about Jewish rights. We're not talking about Muslim rights. We're not talking about, you know, Buddhist rights. We're just talking about human rights. Every single human being on this planet has basic rights to life, to freedom, to happiness. Basic human rights with no distinction of sex, skin color, language, religion, social group, or anything. And where does this start? Where this starts and how this gets turned around? Women. Women. Ladies. Anybody that can hear my voice. It's the women who teach children. It's the women who grow things. It's the women who are suffering under these kinds of outrageous, aggressive acts. It is women who are underrepresented in our own government. It is women who are underrepresented in the United Nations. It is women who are underrepresented in every single aspect of political life. And political life is governance, and governance is law. And law is based on all these funky old books and depending on who wrote your book is how great or miserable your position in life is as a woman. Because these great books were written by men, for men, 
based on what they thought was a perfect world. At least that's how the interpretation has gone for the last few thousand years. And in order for any of this to turn around, intelligent, inquiring people need to really look at these aspects. And, and you know something? It, it's difficult because in general, I don't think women necessarily want to be involved in those kinds of things. And yet, women have to be involved because the balance has gone so far out of balance. It is so masculinized that the feminine principle is being suffocated. The beauty is being suffocated. The love is being suffocated. The things that make life beautiful and worth living are being smothered to death. Respect. Respect for humanity. Devotion to humanity. In any faith, and you name it, it doesn't matter, any faith, people, all people, are the divine creation of the divine creator. Who among us has the right to treat with disrespect, with aggression, with animosity, with violence or terror? Where are the moderate Muslim countries? Where are the moderate Muslim women in particular? Any woman who has ever been in a situation where they have been afraid of the security of their own person or their children at the hands of an overpowering masculine force understands the difficulty. And I would say that worldwide, more women understand this than not. It is incumbent upon us to help those who need a hand. Millions and millions and millions of them. I look at the beautiful faces of the children and in them I see such beauty. And it isn't until our society turns them 
We have to rethink what we teach our children. We have to rethink what we've been taught. So many people are so willing to follow and not lead. I had an occasion to be working on something for my child's school and uh, and I asked the teachers of that graduating class to to write a little personal message to their class to put into the yearbook and uh, and myself and other people who I was working with on this project thought wouldn't that be like a nice thing to do the children would really like that it's an opportunity for the teachers to some pearl of wisdom that they can put in the book and print and and I was shocked and taken aback to receive a message that said well past practices is that that we we don't do that and I thought to myself past practices that you don't do that we're giving you an opportunity to do something really nice and that's what it is so many times past practice past practice says and this is just one little isolated incident in, you know, America. Now, what does that mean outside of America, where, where, where other people don't even have these same kind of freedoms, that people are so locked into past practice that they can't even look to new innovation, growing the mind, growing the heart, growing the soul, growing the individual entity to a collective humanity that rises to the next level. We collectively must encourage and grow. And that does not mean by looking at past practice. That does not mean by looking at some 2,000-year-old conflict between siblings. And I think the whole situation between the Palestinians and the Israelis and a lot of what's going on over there has that flavor. Their siblings bickering, he said, she said, this one, that one, you will never, ever, ever solve a conflict like that, whether it's siblings bickering over who got the last blue ice pop or siblings bickering over whose little strip of land this is. It's a lose-lose. It's just not even something that can be discussed anymore. And there's a couple of ways to handle bickering. Nobody gets anything. Or you take a time out and you come back and sit down and you negotiate. Nobody gets everything they want. Nobody loses everything either. But it has to start with respect. It has to start with basic understanding, basic human rights. And that goes for both Hamas and Israel and the United States, and all the Muslim countries, and every single country and person on this planet. Starting with, you and I are equal in every respect. 
equal under the law, equal rights, equal privileges, equal responsibility. Starting from there and moving forward. Now, if you read this declaration, it's really beautiful language and it's really the answer to a lot of problems. If children all over the world, people all over the world were taught to treat all human beings as free and equal people with dignity and rights, rules to get along by, and they're so basic and they make so much sense. And you know, so much of like, like I said before, you know, this is like a bickering match between siblings. Yeah, but he hit me two weeks ago and he took my shoes and threw them down the stairs. And yeah, but she pulled my hair and took my basketball and threw it in the street. You know, these are things that, yeah, whatever. It's like, whatever. Let's start with today forward because you can't go backwards and fix all the idiotic, stupid little things that happened because first of all, they're idiotic, stupid little things. And second of all, you can't fix that. You cannot change the crimes of a parent by punishing the child. You cannot change the history of a nation by punishing a new fledgling possibility. And that's what's happened for years, thousands of years of, since the inception of the state of Israel, there have been problems, fighting, war, anger, all kinds of situations. The history is whatever it is. And you know what? It's almost irrelevant. And by keep, by looking and keep, keep digging back, you know what? If you dig back in anybody's closet, I don't care who they are, you will find something that you can use to make them unhappy, feel bad, or, or to anger somebody. You know, people are just people. You're human. You screw up. That's the way it is. And hopefully if you screw up, you learn from your screw ups. Hopefully when your crazy kids stop bickering long enough to realize that neither one of them is getting what they want, rational minds prevail and they say, all right, if I'm not getting what I want this way, then maybe I get what I want if I be nice. And I tell my kids this a lot, you know, you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. So be nice. Be sweet. You want something? Behave. Be nice. Say please and thank you. It's amazing how these things open doors, whoosh, just like that. In this situation, I mean, I hate to be so elementary about it, but you know that old saying, everything you ever needed to know in life you learned in kindergarten? I think it's really true. I think everything you need to know in life you learned in kindergarten. Be nice. Don't take things that don't belong to you. Milk and cookies are good for you. Take a nap. Wash your hands. Make sure you flush. Be a good friend and you'll have good friends. Basic things, really basic things. And as complex and involved as the 
Universal Declaration of Human Rights is, it's really not complicated at all. There are exactly 30 articles, and basically they're all kind of one or two line sentences that cover everything you really need to know. And if the 198 members who have been called upon to publicize the text of this declaration actually did that, we could maybe be one step closer. So, too simple? Probably. But that's what I think. Come on down, let me know what you think. I'd really love to know. Till tomorrow, this is Elle at Iron Dove, signing out.